Good afternoon, Victory Ortigas. This is our Saturday online worship service. And we have just finished our series entitled Nearness. We have uh, talked about the book of Isaiah, specifically the second half of that book. And it helped us understand that God is near despite our circumstances. Now, for this week and next week, we're going to have a mini-series and we have entitled this Counter Culture. Now, for the next two weeks, we're going to have a self-heart check. Okay, we're not going to check the, our neighbor's hearts, pero uumpisahan muna natin sa sarili natin. That we are supposed to live differently as uh, the world does. So, we are in this world, but we are not of this world as Christians, as followers of Jesus, that we are supposed to go against the flow, that hindi lang tayo susunod. Okay, so how the world does it, iba dapat yung perspective natin because we are or we belong to Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to have that self-check especially because election is coming near. So basically, we have about um, more than seven months, I think, before election, six to seven months before election. And marami na nangyayari, hindi lang social media, but even in the discussions amongst your family members, even when you talk uh, to your office mates, whatever uh, that uh, situation is natin, sa bilang mga Pilipino, we have to also be aware of how we conduct ourselves as followers of Jesus Christ. So, yan yung pag-uusapan natin and I don't think uh, we're gonna finish that in two weeks' time. In the coming year, of course, we're going to still talk about our nation and what God's plan for is, uh, plan is for our nation. Okay? So, but at least for the time being, we're going to read a passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We will read from verses 1 to 9. And if you are there, um, could you open your Bibles and uh, just... You know, follow along with me. It says here, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What then is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. Let's pray, Lord. We are grateful that all Scripture is God-breathed, Lord. It teaches us, Lord. It rebukes us. It corrects us. It trains us for righteousness, God. And even for today, Lord God, as we delve into your word, as we look into the Scriptures, Lord God, allow us, Lord, not only to hear from you, God, but, Lord, speak to our very hearts, Lord God, so that we be, we, we be compelled to act according to how you want us to act. God, anoint the preaching of your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John Wesley, an English uh, theologian and evangelist, wrote on his journal in October, or on October 6, 1774. This is what he said. 
I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election and advised them. Three things. Number one, to vote without fee or reward for the person they judged most worthy. To speak no evil of the person they voted against. Number two. And third, to take care their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. Now, thinking about this uh, a journal that, uh, at least journal entry that John Wesley wrote, 250 years later, this is not actually talking about Philippine politics, um, it's English, or, or uh, at least in, in context, but somehow it's relevant even up to 2021 in the Philippines today. Na it's something that we can glean from if, uh, as we talk about the elections, the upcoming elections. Three things, vote, that, uh, vote for the people that we would be judging most worthy. Diba? Number one. Number two, to speak no evil of the person they voted against. Ayan. Diba? Ang daming, ang daming natamaan dyan. And third, to take care of their spirit or their spirits uh, to not be sharpened against those who voted on the other side. So marami ding natamaan dyan. Okay? But nevertheless, this is very relevant even for all of us as we um, go through uh, this season of elections. And I believe that for all of us as Christians, as Filipino Christians, it's important for us to see how important this um, election would be. And lagi naman nating sinasabi yan, lagi nadidinig natin yan. 2016 elections, I've heard of that already. That it's the most important thing. It's a, a very um, crucial um, election uh, to date. And somehow, six years later, ganun pa rin. Okay? But somehow, I, I, I wanted to um, at least share this because um, this is something that I would want to, for all of us to think about as well in our uh, context uh, for this upcoming elections. Now, with the advent of, the, so, of social media and internet, information, misinformation, and disinformation, these things are very different things. And yet, we see how people are divided more than ever. We are polarized more than ever. When we talk about um, things in life, hindi na isa sa mga hindi natin pag-uusapan or at least ingat tayong pag-usapan. It's as if we are walking on eggshells every time we talk about politics. It's an emotionally charged topic to say the least. Now, sadly, hindi lang pagdating sa kumbaga, social media platform. And somehow, sadly, the church community is not exempt from having these kinds of conversations, albeit the um, disagreements that come along with it. You may have heard of uh, people who are, or at least you may have heard of people um, not talking to each other anymore just because they have different views on politics. Maybe for some of you, you have seen people uh, not talking to their relatives just because they have, or they have uh, opposing views to say the least. And even for some young people, they are being looked down upon by the older people just because they haven't seen or they haven't uh, experienced what they had experienced uh, 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Or maybe for some, the young people bickering, uh, the at least um, saying bad stuff about the older people just because they're not as progressive in their thinking as the young people are. But whatever the case is, 
Okay? We have seen that we have been divided more than ever. And sadly, the church community is not exempt from that. The passage of Scripture that we have uh, at least seen, we have read a while ago, also talked about uh, division amongst themselves. It may not be a political uh, challenge or political division, but just the same, there's something that Paul was addressing here. Now, 1 Corinthians, to give us a context, it's actually written by the Apostle Paul to address issues of immorality, um, uh, idolatry, theological confusion, and division. In fact, kung makikita natin dun sa passage ng scripture kanina, in verse 3 at least, Paul was giving a uh, at least sermon. Okay? Hindi lang siya sermon na katulad ng ginagawa natin, pero sinesermonan nila, or sinesermonan niya yung Corinthian church, that you are still of the flesh. Okay? What does it say there? Okay? That you are behaving in a human way. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another one says, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? So basically, what Paul was saying here is that you're acting as if you are of the world. Talking about counterculture, when we, church community, talk about politics, are we the same thing as these people are? That we are uh, supposed to be, okay? We are supposed to be mature, quote-unquote, and yet, okay? We are still of the flesh. Now, while we are talking about church leadership at least in 1 Corinthians, I believe that we are or we have some practical things that we can get from this exhortation by the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, especially when it comes to politics and the hot topics that we have in the next coming months. So for the next couple of minutes, I would want us to have reminders basically from what Paul uh, exhorted the Corinthian church with. So, three reminders or counterculture reminders for the church in a divided world. So, that's what we will be looking at this evening. What are some of the reminders that we would, uh, we would want you to remember okay, as far as divided world is concerned? Now, the first counterculture reminder for us is this. Let us not exalt human leaders more than we should. Let us not exalt human leaders more than we should. It says in verse 5, What then is Apollos? What then is Paul? Remember in verses 3 and 4, I follow Apollos, I follow uh, Paul. But who are they or what are they? Sabi ni Paul in verse 5, They are servants through whom you believe. Okay? As the Lord assigned to each, I planted and Apollos watered. Paul was putting into perspective who they both are as far as God's kingdom was concerned. They are but merely servants. The head of the church is Jesus. He always has been and it's not going to change anytime soon. No matter how Paul preached the word of God to them, in Acts chapter 18, you would see the ministry of Paul in Corinth and how he opposed, basically, or he was opposed by the Corinthian church that eventually he just gave up. And somehow this uh, man named Apollos started to preach and he was uh, mentored by uh, Aquila and Priscilla. You would be able to get the whole details of it in Acts chapter 18. But he, when he went to Achaia, on which um, Corinth was a city uh, in that uh, specific uh, part of the world, of the known world at that time, that he was able to win over 
what uh, Paul had a hard time winning over. So ibig sabihin nagkaroon ng ano, nagkaroon ng somehow strength si Paul and somehow Apollos was used by God at a certain season of that church as well. Now, the challenge of the Corinthian church, uh, kumbaga, it, it, it showed when people started following Paul and people started following Apollos. That they were willing to disregard whatever they had, okay, whatever unity they had as a church because of the people that they follow. Now, it's somehow, sadly, uh, kumbaga, reminisced, or at least when we take a look at that, it somehow reminds us of what we, uh, or what our political landscape is today. And it's sad to see when people follow a certain political uh, figure, and someone follows a political figure, and somehow hindi mo na sila pwedeng mapaghalo sa isang lugar. Okay? But the truth of the matter is, even these people, okay, we shouldn't exalt okay, the way that uh, the the way we should okay in that in that sense why is that because basically they are not saviors they are but mere servants even when they don't realize that they are God's servants okay the Bible would tell us in Romans chapter three or Romans chapter thirteen in verses three to four this is what it says for rulers okay are not a terror to good conduct but to bad okay so. Basically, these rulers uh, were rulers for a reason. And that is to, to propagate good and to arrest those who are bad. Okay? Now, if they're not doing their jobs, it's, they're accountable, uh, accountable to God, basically. But as you see further in verse 4, for these people, these rulers, are God's servants for your good. Now, rulers... Okay, government rulers are God's servants, whether they realize it or not. But ultimately, God is still sovereign. In fact, I would like to emphasize for us here that it's God who put them in that place. Now, you may be saying, okay, people tend to abuse Romans chapter 13, okay, so you just respect authority. Now, I want us to understand first that God is still sovereign. Now, God is sovereign in such a way that He would uh, put these servants in place, but I would want us to realize that they are not gods. They are accountable to God. They are supposed to be okay, the people who would okay, be terror okay, to bad or corrupt practices or corrupt conduct. Now, if they are not doing their jobs, okay, they are accountable to God. It's God who's ultimately going to punish them. But just the same, I would want us to understand that these government rulers are servants of the Lord. Okay? That, um, the challenge for us, though, is that, that we would exalt them more than we should. Okay? We are supposed to respect them. We are supposed uh, to honor the office in which they are placed. Okay? But just the same, okay? some people would take it a notch higher that they would feel like that this person or this person is the answer to all the problems of this nation. And that's what we are trying to address here, my friends. Na ang, kung sino man yung iboboto natin sa 2022, hindi siya yung Messiah. Hindi siya yung tagapagligtas natin. Problems are not going away three months, six months, or even six years for that matter. Because our problem is deeper okay, than that. Okay, we're going to go back to that later. 
But I want us to understand that when we look at our leaders, that they are not gods, that they are but, my, but mere servants. In Psalm 146, verse 3, this is what it says, Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. Now, gusto ko mag-heart check tayo. Like what I said a while ago, this is heart check for us. Lord, am I putting okay, that government official, that uh, political figure that I am voting for this 2022 election, okay, uh, I'm, am I exalting him more than he should? Or am I exalting her more than, uh, more than she should or we should? We have, to, uh, we have to have a heart check because the truth is they're not gods. They are just mere servants. Now, the second counterculture reminder I want us to have, okay, for, for the church in a divided world, not only do we exalt human leaders more than we should, okay, we should respect them, but we should not exalt them more than, uh, more than we should. But number two, we can trust God who brings true and lasting change and growth. As a church, let us trust God who brings true and lasting change and growth. Like what I said in verse 6, Paul planted, okay, and the Paulus watered, but in verse 6, you would see here, but God gave the growth. Verse 7, for neither who he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Again, talking about the context of the church community in Corinth, it was Paul who planted the seed of the gospel. It was the, uh, Paul's ministry that birthed that church in Corinth. But somehow, because of Apollos' eloquence and even his um, evangelism, or at least his apologetics skills, he was able to win people over, so much so that the church grew. But the truth of the matter is, it is ultimately the, uh, the, uh, the Lord, our God, who brought the growth upon that specific church community. Now, thinking about farming, I was uh, watering the plants this morning, yung uh, mga halaman ng asawa ko, and I just, rem I just remembered how, how withered they were okay, the past days, kasi nga sobrang tirik yung araw, and we forgot to plant, or at least we, got, we forgot to water it. Okay, so I just watered it for the past few days and somehow at least ganyan nagre-recover na. But you see, even if I watered those plants, I know for a fact that I cannot grow those plants by myself. It's the miracle of life that God uh, kumbaga, had, had given those plants. I watered but somehow that uh, watering of that plant made those grow. Okay, but you see, it's not me who did that. It's the Lord ultimately. Just the same with all the things that are happening in our nation. It is God ultimately who would bring the growth. You would remember Israel that he or he foreknew what was going to happen. If you remember the story of Joseph, that he was given or he was uh, uh, he was given that a prophetic uh, declaration that he, they would be subject to uh, to Egyptian slavery, and yet. That after 400 years, that God would bring them back. Now, I believe that the Lord knows what's happening in our nation. And not only does God know, that He is also the one who would bring growth to our nation. 
That is why I believe that the, the Apostle Paul would put in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, okay, as he exhorted Timothy this, okay, sabi ni Apostle Paul kay Timothy, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings be made for all people. Okay, verse 2, for kings and all those who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful, quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. You know, when we pray for our government leaders, regardless of whether we like them or not, it gives us a picture of total dependence on God. As much as we trust okay, that uh, these people would do their jobs, okay, ultimately, it's God who will change hearts. If there's one thing that you have understood when it comes to the gospel, hindi tayo nabago kay ng Panginoon based on our own self-effort. We have been changed by God because the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit ministered to us. God touched our lives. Jesus came and experienced or at least allowed us to encounter Him in a powerful way. Now, what makes us think that these leaders can change this nation just because they are in position? Ultimately, it's God who makes things grow, even in this nation. Eh, yun naman pala, si Jesus naman pala yung solusyon, di siya yung ibotom mo. Okay, so maybe baka yan yung mga nagpipilosopo. That's, that's what, you, uh, what you wanted to say. Now, the thing is, we have a part to play as people of God, that we are to participate, okay, in the, or at least in the privilege of what we have as a nation. You see, in the world, okay, there are few people who are able to experience okay, the right to suffrage, the right to vote. But somehow, that's why we are encouraging you to participate in the affairs of this nation. Hindi lang tayo yung, kumbaga, hindi lang tayo yung antay na lang natin si Lord dumating, but actively that we um, get involved in the things okay, that uh, would allow people to see that God would ultimately bring growth. That's why okay, you vote. Okay, you vote for people who you think are worthy okay, to be um, elected. Okay? Hindi, hindi lang naman emotions yung ating pinapairal. I hope that you study okay, the people that you would vote for, especially when it comes to their, uh, what they have done on subjects that matter to us, like bringing justice. Are they bringing justice even before they get elected? Okay? Are they showing impartiality even before they go for a higher position? Okay, are they bringing unity amongst us? Are they looking after the poor even today? Okay, I hope that regardless of the personality, let's, take, uh, let's do away with personality-based uh, uh, politics because it's idolatry to say the least. Okay, we, what we are supposed to do as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only do we participate in the affairs of the nation, but you see, ultimately, we put trust in God alone. Because he is the one who brings growth. We don't trust okay, in the results of the presidential elections more than okay, we trust in the results of Jesus' resurrection in our lives. Because the truth of the matter is, okay, kahit pagbalibalik tari natin ng mundo, si Jesus lang yung mag uh, magkakaroon, or kay Jesus lang magkakaroon tayo ng growth. Kay Jesus lang magkakaroon tayo ng lasting change. That's why we ask God, Lord, help us, help this nation. And lastly, third counterculture reminder for the church in a divided world. We don't exalt our leaders more than they should. We do, or we um, trust God who ultimately brings lasting and true change and growth 
the third reminder I would want us to have is this. Let us work towards unity in the midst of diversity. Let us work towards unity in the midst of diversity. When you look at verse 9, Paul was referring to him and Apollos as God's fellow workers. Okay, for, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. Puntahan muna natin yung God's fellow workers. Now, Apollos and Paul okay, could have uh, been divided over this um, strife, over this uh, kumbaga, uh, factions that uh, the Corinthian church uh, is doing or was doing. And yet, Paul would take it, uh, take the extra mile of saying, Apollos and I, we are both fellow workers. Question for us is, are we or can we say the same with people, even with different belief system, at least as far as politics is concerned? We are fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. I want to emphasize on this as well. Because you are not Apollos. You are not Paul's. You are God's, God's field, God's building. Now, uh, gusto ko lang i-emphasize sa atin, yes, you are a supporter of a certain candidate, you are a uh, supporter of a certain political party, but I hope and I pray that you would put that okay, lower okay, than your citizenship in heaven. Because before you're even a citizen of the Philippines, you are first a citizen of heaven if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay, it takes precedence, my friend. Because after, after we have um, gone in this earth, then we are still citizens of heaven, but we may not be citizens of the Philippines anymore. So let's not throw that away okay, for the sake of these elections, for the sake of these uh, heated debates that are happening online or even at your dinner table. Do not throw away okay, your citizenship in heaven. And I hope and I pray that as followers of Jesus Christ, that we won't cancel people just because they don't have the same beliefs as you do. How would you win them over for the gospel in the first place? Okay? What a divided world needs is a united church. Now, gusto ko lang sabihin sa atin that what a divided world needs is a united church. What does united church look like? Okay, does that mean uniformity? Not necessarily. In fact, I would have to disagree. Okay, uniformity is not unity. Okay, for example, Pastor Glenn and I are very different. Rommel and I are very different. And yet, we are united. Okay? So you don't have to uh, major on the minors, but what we have as followers of Jesus Christ, that we okay, make the main thing the main thing. Ano ba yung main thing sa atin lahat? Okay? We are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, ayan, for next week, we're going to see how, um, ano ba yung dapat apiliin sa leader, uh, what are the things that we are um, to look for in a leader. I think Pastor Glenn is going to delve into that. But you see, even in that uh, in that uh, specific uh, topic, you see, iba rin yung iboboto namin for the elections. I don't think in 2016 elections we had a block voting. Okay, even pastors may have different, okay, uh, presidential and vice presidential candidates. And you see, we are still united, just the same. Why? 
Okay, because you see, we live in the fallen world. You would see things that would be different. Okay, the things that would matter to you may ma may not matter that much to the other person, and that's fine for as long as okay, the gospel and what it stands for still matters to every one of us. Now, maybe for you, some of you are saying, okay, if you if you say that, then if you approve of this, if you approve of what they do, what they don't do, then you should be voting for her or for him. Now you see, that's why ito, I would want to emphasize to us, James chapter 1, verses 19 to 20, it says here, Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. When you exhibit anger because you are trying to drive a point, my friend, are you driving a point to get the righteousness of God come across? Or are you bringing that anger of yours just for the sake of driving that point? You see, pwede naman tayo mag-usap. We can discuss. We can listen to one another. We can have um, meaningful, respectful conversations. We can, uh, kumbaga, if people are throwing mud at each other, I hope that it's not going to be the same for us as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sad thing is that, okay, I would see people, I hope it's not you, that people just because, okay, they don't support that other candidate, that they would uh, put stuff, okay, uh, kumbaga, they would uh, put, they would bicker, basically, at, uh, other, at each other because they say something about that political candidate, they say something back. So you see, it's not productive at all, okay? What we hope to have is a meaningful conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's go and talk about it full of grace and full of truth. Okay, the reason why we are able to understand the truth is we have been extended the grace of God. Okay, we have seen the grace of God in our lives. That's why we encounter the truth. And I believe that's the same with politics and with the nature of what we have. But even in the midst of disagreement, that we can agree on what matters most. Okay, unang-una sa lahat. We may agree to disagree on some things, but my hope and my prayer for us is that let the main thing be the main thing for us. That is Jesus. And as I conclude, Paul mentioned okay, the, uh, uh, the verses after that in verses 10 and 11, this, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid the foundation. And someone else is building upon it. Let us each, or let each one, take care of how he builds upon it. Verse 11 For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, thinking about the division in the church, Paul talked about how people would follow Apollos, would, uh, other people would follow Paul, but ultimately it's not about Apollos. It's not about uh, Paul, it's about Jesus Christ and the foundation that was built even before they existed, even before the church was built there or the church was birthed there. It's Jesus Christ and that foundation okay, of their faith. I believe that pagdating sa politics, okay, we can shed or we can take a look into that as well. Because the truth is, six years, after six years, our problems may not disappear. 
Okay, we have seen that time and again. We have um, experienced revolutions, uh, people powers, once, twice, even three times. And we have seen also how life changed okay, for the better, for the worse. I don't know how you feel about it. But you see, it's because the solution is not in us per se. The problem is bigger than corruption. The problem is bigger than lying. The problem is bigger than plunder or greed or hunger for power. Okay? All of those are manifestation of sin that each and every one of us has. Okay? All of us are subject to this because we live in a fallen world. I hope that in the coming elections, as what um, John Wesley would quote okay, 250 years ago, that we would um, reflect not only on these um, items that he wrote down on his journal, but on the fact that no politician can ever save us from what has, what's happening in the nation. Ultimately, our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. As a church community, I encourage you, if you are part of a church community, if you are part of Victory Ortigas, or if you are part of even the body of Christ, okay, if you are visiting us here, my hope and my prayer is that, that you would not put your hope, okay, not just on a specific leader, but you would put your hope in Jesus. As I end, I would like us to be left with this. While being a socially responsible church community, let us continue to look to Jesus alone for salvation and healing of our land. Let's participate in the affairs of this nation. That's the way we can be salt and light. Let's vote. Let's, part, uh, let's, uh, let's campaign for people uh, to be elected in office that we think that should be um, elected. But at least we do it respectfully. We do it meaningfully. We do it responsibly. But just the same, ultimately, our trust and dependence should be on Jesus Christ alone because He's the one who not only brings salvation, but He would also bring healing in this land. And that's what I want us, I would want us to pray for right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as you have saved us from our ultimate predicament, which is sin, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would save us as well. You would heal our land even today. God, I pray, Lord God, that in a divided world, that you would call forth your church, not just to be salt and light, Lord God, but to be ministers of reconciliation i pray lord in the name of jesus that when we have said bad things lord god against each other just because we support another candidate lord i pray that you would find lord you would find us lord in a place of humility that we are sorry lord god that we have been so strong lord god in the way we would campaign for certain political figures lord god when sometimes lord god it's not the way that we would uh, preach the gospel that, we, that it's not the way we are so emotional so passionate Lord God in reaching others for you minsan Panginoon mas nauna yung political uh, leanings namin Lord God more than our passion to get to uh, get to for others to get to hear the word of God Lord the gospel so I pray Lord God in the name of Jesus that you would um, hear Lord God the repentance of your people even today God also in the name of Jesus I pray that people, Lord God, would get reconciled, not only to you, God, but even to each other. That if there are things, Lord God, that they have said against one another, Lord, that they would find it in their heart to forgive. God, I pray, Lord, that um, 
even in the midst of the differences that we may have politically, that we can still unite, Lord God, on things that matter, things, Lord God, that are valuable to us. And first of all, that is our relationship with you. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, like what you said in your word, Lord, that we would be known by the world, Lord, by the way that we would love one another. That's how people would know that you are or that we are your disciples. So I pray, Lord God, that we would extend love even to people who have different opinions as us, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would have meaningful conversations in the next coming weeks, months, Lord, as we study on who to elect, who to vote for, God. Thank you, God, that you would give us wisdom on who to choose, Lord God. Thank you for the privilege of having these uh, elections, Lord God, this coming May. And even I pray, Lord God, even for the next coming months, Lord God, to be peaceful. Lord, I pray for the government officials, people who would be um, campaigning, Lord God, that they would have an honest and clean elections, Lord God. Lord, I pray that they would also, Lord God, um, put to heart, Lord God, or at least they would realize that they are your servants as well, that they are accountable to anything, Lord God, that they would do in public office. Panginoon, salamat po that you would unite your church, not necessarily uniform, but united despite diversity. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, for the next couple of, or at least next, uh, next week, we're going to continue with our series on counterculture. And I believe that we're going to continue this for the next coming months, that we will equip you, that we will um, encourage you as well to uh, participate in the affairs of our nation, but ultimately put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we end our time together, may you receive the blessing of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and see you next Saturday.